Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Every person going through a divorce is completely tracking with you. And to remind yourself nothing has gone wrong when you feel the sadness, the only reason why you're even feeling it right now is because you have context for it, because you have felt the opposite. That gives you something right there to be grateful for. I think you that's a beautiful illustration. You find the mm-hmm. memento of him at, you know, during, during his baptism Mm -hmm. and it makes you a little sad. The only reason why you feel the sadness is because you were gifted the opportunity to feel the exact opposite. It afforded you that opportunity. So you always have that baked in built in circumstance to be really grateful and appreciative of. Welcome to doing divorce different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now, your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome, listeners. We have our favorite coach, Tracy Plushcart, back with us today. So we we had Tracy on last week and we were talking about how do you know it's time to divorce and feeling confident about that decision. And we were going to talk about that a little bit more today. And so I was talking to Tracy before we went on the air and I do want to talk about feeling confident. And I think Tracy's got four C's that she's going to go over to help us feel more confident. But I also want to talk about just simply because I personally am going through being an empty nester. And, you know, if you're going through divorce and are on your own and are going through this empty nester, if you're not, it's just a big deal. Even when you're sending one kid off to to college and you still have others at home. And I'm feeling a little bad about that. And I think that that can tie into confidence a little bit. So that is what we're going to talk about today. So Tracy, welcome. Thank you for being here. You've changed my life. And, you know, I just always want people to reach out to you at Self Made You if they're looking to change their lives and to take control of their mind. And I need a little bit of that right now. So do you want to just start out by maybe giving us a little bit of those four C's on confidence? And then we can talk about the going back to school and and how I can actually apply that in my life. Yeah. So confidence is not just something that you can like flip the switch on. I think it's really important to understand that because I think when people recognize a lack of confidence, then they start kind of beating themselves up for that. There's a lot of judging that goes on. Like, you know, why can't I just be confident? And I really want people to kind of embrace the fact that confidence is kind of a four step journey. It starts with courage. It starts with having the ability or the awareness of what it is that you're feeling and why. You have to be willing to really understand, kind of get to know yourself a little bit. Most people will recognize this lack of confidence and they'll just run the other way. 
they don't want to investigate where it's actually coming from. It's really scary to have to look at it. But what you find is that it's actually not that scary. It's coming from a misguided, unmanaged mind. That's it. The lack of confidence is coming from the part of your brain that we like to call your primitive brain. It's very dramatic. It's very fear-based. That's what is creating that lack of confidence. So when you have the courage to look at what's going on, literally look at your mind, look at what it is that you're thinking and how those thoughts are making you feel. Now you start to expand your capacity for being more courageous, right? Understanding yourself more. You start to recognize it's actually not as scary as I thought to look at these thoughts. And I'm just gonna like hit the pause button because I know what I've just said can sound a little complicated. It's like, okay, those are a lot of words. What does that actually even mean? (laughs) So to actually look at your brain requires you to take five minutes. Look at your calendar. Five minutes is all you need to find on your calendar and spend that time, like dedicate it to yourself. Ask yourself right now, this very moment, what is it that I'm feeling? And I tell people all the time, Google a feelings wheel. If you can't put your finger on what emotion, what vibration you're actually experiencing, let Google help you. Just plug in feelings wheel and a list of feelings will show up. Peruse those feelings. Find the one that most resonates with you. I just want to say, Tracy, I have that feelings wheel on my resources and I don't want to jump in with my situation, but it's so clear to me how, you know, I've had children in my home for 29 years. I'm getting dramatic about that. And I have not had the courage to really sit with how I'm feeling. And so when you're talking about this, I get what you're saying in my own life. And I don't even think we realize sometimes that we're buffering when we are. So I love that first C, the courage, what have the courage to look at what you're really feeling. And then that expands your capacity. So we have courage and capacity. Yeah. So now you have the capacity. You're more likely to wake up tomorrow, recognizing how taking five minutes with yourself, understanding what it is that you're actually feeling. You now have far more capacity for actually having the courage to do that. Right? So the second step in this, what can seem complicated (laughs) little meeting with yourself is after you find out what feeling you're experiencing, ask yourself why, ask yourself why. So let's say you found sadness and now you want to understand what's causing the sadness. Why am I feeling sad? And this is where most of the time is spent out of the five minutes. It takes about 30 seconds to find the emotion. Now you're going to spend the next four and a half minutes, like really discovering the thoughts that you are unintentionally believing that's creating that sadness. So you just gave a great example. Like I've had kids in my house for 29 years. Okay. And why is that a problem? Why is it a problem that there are after 29 years, there's no longer kids in the house and you will now reveal a whole nother bucket of thoughts. But the beauty of revealing this is so you can see what is factual and what is a story. 
our primitive brain loves to like exaggerate and make these very elaborate, dramatic stories. And that doesn't serve us. So when you can see these thoughts, now you can kind of put them in buckets of true or false, fact or story, drama or circumstance, right? Like, let's just call a spade a spade. You have to be honest with yourself. So it starts with courage, which then takes you to the stepping stone of capacity. You don't just wake up and have the capacity to do this. You have to have the courage first, okay? Courage, capacity. The next step is capability. You start to recognize how capable you are of having courage, of sitting down and looking at your mind, of asking yourself these questions, of poking holes in the dramatic stories. You start to recognize how capable you are of managing your own mind. It's not complicated. It literally takes 10 minutes at the most. It takes a decision. It takes the courage to make the decision to even carve out the time to do it. But when you get there, now you recognize how capable you are. This isn't that scary. That's what leads to confidence. Because once you have that feeling of capable, you're more likely to show up with consistency. Consistency creates this sense of confidence, right? So do not fool yourself into believing that confidence is as easy as walking into a dark room and flipping on a switch. It's not. It takes those steps. And I really hope that we've clearly illustrated like, okay, what do these steps look like? If for any reason that's not clear to you, like reach out for some support. Right. Isn't complicated. But if you let your fear-based brain tell you otherwise, you'll never take the steps in the direction of where it is that you want to be. So Lisa, where, how do you want to be feeling? When I was going to say, well, I want to feel good about it. And I was going to say, can we kind of just take the five minutes and walk people through? And I have not really thought through this. So this is going to be kind of raw. So, you know, when you talk about the first step is to take, to have courage to look at what I'm feeling and I'm going to get real dramatic. I'm just going to tell you all the things and then you help me just like, you know, if someone's doing this on their own, start start by telling me what is the feeling, what's the emotion, what's the vibration that is running through your body. So it's actually very, very difficult for me to pinpoint. I think I feel kind of, maybe it's almost, well, I'm sad and I feel a little out of control because I love being a mom. Here's Mm -hmm. my drama. I love, I am so passionate about being a mom. That's why I've been, I've had kids in my home for 29 years. It is my calling next to helping people find peaceful, you know, solutions to their problems. You know, aside from mediating, being a mom is my calling. And this is changing. Right. So, so now, and I've sent two off. I have two married. I have grandkids. So I've done this before and it's always been hard for me. This might be a little bit harder because there's now there's, I'm not a mama for anyone in my house anymore. And that's going to change things. Okay. So why is that a problem? Let's get a little bit deeper. I feel like I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss that a problem because that feels icky. Okay. Right. But see, you're starting to recognize like it takes courage to look at this. 
Right. I don't right. kind of don't want to look at it right. because I'm because, I'm sad because it feels icky, right? Yeah. Nobody is going to say that feeling sad feels good and I want I want more of that. Right. It's human nature to want to run from that. The real reason is that most of us do not believe that we have the capacity to feel these emotions. Right. That's what leads to a lot of addictions. We then try to buffer with right. food, with alcohol. We do things to try to make that feeling go away or to numb it. You know, and I think I've been like, I've been trying so hard to work and forget about it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I go to bed and even in my sleep, I feel like I'm not really letting go of it, but I haven't looked at it really closely. I haven't yeah. done my my thoughts about it. And there's this thing of, I just want it to stay like it is, you know? And okay. I'm, so that's another thought, right? I just want things to stay the way they are. And now that's another great thought to just poke holes into. Do you really, like, do you really want to keep Sophia at home and keep her from going to college no. and all of the doors that will open for her, you know, via her taking this next step? Do you really right. want No. And I kind of peeked at my primitive brain before we talked. And I was like, the first thought was, I don't want Sophie to go to college. And I go, okay, that is not true. Of course, I want her to go to college. Of course, I want to have her experience all the wonderful things. And sometimes I don't know why I'm kind of sitting in that pain because I know that I'm still a mom to my daughter and my son who are even beyond college now, mm-hmm. I'm still their mom. You know, yes, it's different. And in some ways it's better. Mm-hmm. And in some ways I never took for granted. I always loved being a mom. I never took that for granted, but in some ways I'm going to have time to do other things that I love and I will get to travel somewhere to see Sophia. She's going far away. I don't know if I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. She's going further than any kid has gone, making that mean drama. I know I'm going to see her every month and we're going there to stay for a month in the winter. So, so Tracy, I can see both sides of it. Mm-hmm. What's happening is for some reason, I'm not letting myself focus on those good thoughts that much because I feel like, no, no, don't go there. It's sad. And then um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Okay. So here's what I think is happening because I think you are doing a really good job. I mean, you are the epitome of what it means to be self-made. You do take a lot of responsibility for your unintentional and your intentional results. And God love you. You are such an advocate for helping people really manage their minds. So I consider you the epitome of what it means to be self-made. I think because you are a student of this work, when you start to feel unwanted feelings like sadness, I think you're judging that. I think you're mm-hmm. judging the sadness because I, I hear you like being able to distinguish between operating from your primitive brain and operating from your prodigy brain. And you're being able to easily distinguish between the dramatic thoughts and the, you know, reality, the real truthful thoughts. But I think what's happening is you're judging the emotion that you're Mm -hmm. having. Like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. You know, it sounds like. And Tracy, it's really odd that judges coming out on both sides. Well, some people aren't as sad as me. And then, and then I would judge myself if I wasn't sad. 
well, I have to be sad. I'm a great mom. Why wouldn't I be sad? This is the most important thing in the world to me. Being a mom is the most important thing in the world to me. That is true. And so that's interesting. Yes, I am judging it. And I find that, you know, and I think you talked about courage. I think I have to keep coming back to it. I, mm-hmm. like, you know, and so how do I remember? And maybe it's going to take writing down because I keep slipping back into the icky. I think becoming really aware of what sadness feels like. So doing more work on that, like this is what I'm feeling. It feels like it feels heavy. It mm-hmm. feels burdensome. If you were to put a color to it, what color would it be? Mm-hmm. Blue, gray. Okay. Where are you feeling it most in your body? Right kind of here. Okay. So My heart. Of, yeah. Your heart, your upper mm-hmm. chest area kind of going into your throat. Mm-hmm. Is there a speed? Is it moving at all? Does it vibrate? Is it still? It's hot and not moving all the time, but sometimes it is. Okay. It's up and down sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Does it have a weight to it or a texture to it? It's uh, slippery, shiny and slippery. And um, I'd say medium weight, not heavy, not light. Okay. So this is a great technique to get more familiar, to actually have the courage to really connect with that sadness. Mm-hmm. When you're connecting to it, it's going to be so much more familiar to you the next time it shows up. You're going to be able to go, oh, there it is. I recognize it so much quicker. That's just sadness. And I am highly capable of feeling sad. Nothing has gone wrong. We all are supposed to feel sad. That's what makes joy even like attainable. You can only feel joy because you've had the experience of feeling sadness. So it's supposed to be there. Right. When we start judging ourselves and pretending that we're not supposed to feel something, that's when we start creating results for ourselves that we don't want because we either buffer, we do things that create negative results like overeating, overdrinking, overworking, right? Mm-hmm. Or we start to shame ourselves for feeling that way or judging ourselves for feeling that way. When in reality, it's okay to feel sadness. Right. We're totally capable of feeling it without having to run away, without having to numb it. We can just sit with it doing something that you just did as simple Mm -hmm. as asking yourself, where do I feel it? Mm -hmm. What would I call it? What's creating it? Mm -hmm. Where is it showing up? It gets a little meta, but this is exactly what it looks like to connect to it versus running away from it. There is not a problem whatsoever that you're feeling sad. I don't believe for one minute that you would want to feel any other way as your daughter leaves for college. Exactly. Well, and it's so interesting because I keep thinking about when I went through something really hard, it was before I met you where uh, my beloved horse passed away in my arms. And I carried that with me, that pain for so long. And I had a friend say, well, why don't you like write down what you're feeling? And I did that. And I, I can learn from that now because writing that down 
why I felt sad. It kind of allowed me to feel the sadness and the gratitude. Mm -hmm. Like I felt the gratitude. And so maybe with, you know, Sophia, I'll be able to feel the sadness, just like when, 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 when we go through grief. Mm-hmm. You carry, you learn how to carry that around. You feel it. Mm-hmm. And you can also feel the gratitude that I got to raise her mm-hmm. that I, you know, oh my gosh, I had to have her in my house for all those years. And, and that she is my daughter and that's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I think writing it down because I know Tracy, something that you've taught me, and this isn't really a decision, but it kind of is. It's a decision that. I want to, I do want to feel good about this. Yes, there's a certain amount of gratitude and sadness and grief, but I ultimately want to feel excited for her. Uh And I think sometimes if I can write down, you know, how I want to feel about this. And so maybe tonight, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I can have that little piece of paper there or something or a note in my phone. Okay. How do I want to feel and why did I make that decision? And mm-hmm. maybe it'll just give me, you know, a little bit of peace mm-hmm. in knowing that, oh yeah, this is how I want to feel. Is yeah. that how, I don't know. Well, and I think you just said something that is very profound that it doesn't have to be an either or. Don't forget yes. that yes. you can feel sad and you can feel at peace. You can feel sad and you can feel excited. It doesn't have to be an either or. Think about it as an and. That will help you allow that sadness to be there and be excited and be at peace. Amen. I wasn't even thinking about that. So that alone can help my divorcing clients who are becoming empty nesters, it can help you if you're feeling sad about your divorce. Mm -hmm. Of course you are. That's kind of another grief moment. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you can feel sad about it and you can also start to look at opportunities that are going to arise. And so you can feel those at the same time. And then I've found that as time has gone on, that pain of the loss of my horse or whatever it is, is still there. Just like my older kids, when I go digging through, we had a baptism for my son's daughter and I was digging through his stuff, trying to find a little angel to put on the cake. And oh, yep, I felt a little sadness. And then along with that was the gratitude that I got to raise him and that he was my, you know, he's my son and now I have a granddaughter. So of course I don't want time to stand still, although I kind of felt like I did. Hey friends, you may have heard me mention my swan analogy, how mediation is a lot like a swan gliding on a lake, not necessarily happy, not necessarily sad, but content, calm, and peaceful. I especially want this for my parents. And in custody cases involving alcohol, it can be very difficult to find peace of mind if you're fearful your child's safety is in jeopardy. Soberlink helps ease these concerns and improve child safety, which is why I recommend it to all my clients who raise concerns over a co-parent's alcohol misuse. Soberlink has remote alcohol monitoring technology, allowing parents to receive real-time alerts multiple times a day, ensuring the child is with a sober parent. 
Similar to mediation, Soberlink is time and cost-effective and worth every penny knowing your child is safe. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe and to receive $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com different. Every person going through a divorce is completely tracking with you. And to remind yourself nothing has gone wrong when you feel the sadness, the only reason why you're even feeling it right now is because you have context for it, because you have felt the opposite. That gives you something right there to be grateful for. I think you that's a beautiful illustration. You find the mm-hmm. memento of him at, you know, during, during his baptism Mm -hmm. and it makes you a little sad. The only reason why you feel the sadness is because you were gifted the opportunity to feel the exact opposite. It afforded you that opportunity. So you always have that baked in built in circumstance to be really grateful and appreciative of. Oh, Tracy, this was so good. And very eye-opening for me. So I'm so grateful that I got to experience this. And I hope my listeners are sharing this. And listeners, if you want some help, go to Self Made You. Find Tracy because she can help you do this for yourself. I'm learning how to do this myself. I still love to get coached. It still helps me. But I think your goal is to help people see their mind mm-hmm. and, and, and you can reduce help. the unnecessary suffering. There's so many people suffering unnecessarily. And that's my mission is to reduce that, to limit that in any way. It, it always is <laughs> tied quite tightly to self-sabotage. And so I really want to help people navigate that. And so I I do a lot of free consults. Mm -hmm. I would encourage any of your listeners who are thinking that there might be something here for them, that there may be hope to relieve themselves of unnecessary suffering. So I'll make sure that you have that link and they can book a free. Yep, and it, oh, thank you. Thank you, Tracy. And that will be in the show notes so you can connect, do your free consult. And just, I think to leave the listeners with the first thing is to have the courage to look at your feelings. And that is going to, that's going to unleash a whole new world. Tracy, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. I'm so thankful you're in my life. (laughs) You take care. All right. Bye-bye. I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan you will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. 
So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses and sign up for the parenting plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.